Football this, football that. What about basketball? With the season getting ready to tip off in just a, or a little less than a month, it's time to talk some basketball in this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm Richie Bradshaw, your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you get your podcast, we're free and available. This includes YouTube. If you want to check us out on a visual platform, but wherever you do get those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. And also turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday, Arizona State football and basketball. If you want to stay in touch with a lot of that content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36. You can also find the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys, we've been talking football nonstop for a few months now. And in, in our defense, there's never been a lot to talk about with the basketball team for Arizona State, but we're getting to a point where Arizona State football is just so frustrating that we're ready for a change of pace. And, you know, they did have a really nice win over Washington, but that's where we're going to end the football conversation for today. We need to talk some Arizona State basketball. It's been a minute. It was a very disappointing end to last year's season for Arizona State. They finished 14 and 17. They were eighth place in the Pac-12. It felt like they were getting hot at the right time. And then they dropped the very first game in the Pac-12 bracket. And just, you know, again, they didn't make March Madness. They didn't, they didn't place far enough in the Pac-12 tournament. And it just fell apart right when it felt like everything was starting to get going. Marion Jackson had really started to begin feeling his kind of game. And you had other guys who were really starting to contribute as well. Obviously, Kamani Lawrence was incredibly important to the team. But unfortunately, everything, you know, just didn't work out. And we're on to a new year for Arizona State basketball and hopefully some better days ahead. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is the three things that we should be looking forward to for Arizona State Sun Devils basketball. The first thing I want to talk about, this is a really interesting core group of guys that are coming back. So first of all, Marcus Bagley, who played three games last year, not even three games. He played like two and what you would call like a quarter of a game since it's only two halves in college basketball and missed pretty much the rest of the year. He is supposed to be back on track. He is supposed to be ready to go for the start of this season. And having Bagley back in this lineup is going to be huge for this team. He was such an important piece of the puzzle that they had during his freshman year where he was averaging 29 minutes a game. Excuse me. He was averaging 29 minutes a game. He was shooting almost 35% from three, uh, almost 39% on his field goals, and just felt like he was on his way to being a difference maker. He was averaging 10.8 points a game. Last year was averaging 10 points a game. His uh, shooting stayed right about the same, 3.85 or 0.385 from 0.387 the year before uh, his three point percentage did improve from three, four, seven to three, eight, five. 
So he was he was making that transition forward, but it got cut very, very short. And we had to go the whole season without Bagley. It was very weird, too. It was a constant, like, will they, won't they kind of situation where it was like, is Bagley going to be playing or not? And it just, he never really got back on the court. But he's back. He should be 100% healthy. But I'll tell you right now, he's not even the guy I'm the most excited for. That's DJ Horn. DJ Horn became an absolute fan favorite, not only for Sun Devils fans, but especially on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. DJ Horn was a guy we talked about because this is back when Connor Drios was part of the podcast. We talked about DJ Horn. It felt like every single night that there was college basketball for Arizona State on. Horn was terrific. It felt like there was not really any spot on the court that he wasn't going to be deadly shooting from. He shot uh, 39.3% for his field goals last year and uh, 36% flat for his three-point percentage. This was a kid who had transferred from Illinois State. So his first year with Arizona State was very, very impressive. Um, Excuse me. He was averaging uh, 12.5 points for Arizona State. He felt very, very, very special. And we were incredibly excited to see what the next step is for him now that he has firmly established himself as one of the most, if not the most important players for Arizona state. He certainly appears to be their best shooter. And I I'm excited for him. I'm really, really excited for year two at Arizona state of DJ horn. Got a couple guys who are coming up on their senior seasons as well. Uh, None more prominent than Luther Muhammad and Alonzo Gaffney. So uh, Gaffney has been pretty important for Arizona state as well. Last year, He was averaging uh, only 4.2 points a game, but he was very good as a defender, 1.3 blocks per game, averaging almost a half steal a game. Um, It it just, I I don't know, maybe not the most impressive guy on the field in terms of like shooting numbers, but he was a very important piece for Arizona State. When he was shooting, he was shooting 43.4% of his passes, and he was averaging almost 22 minutes a night. He was very, very important for what Arizona State wanted to do on the court, and I imagine that he's going to have a very similar situation this upcoming year for the Sun Devils. He's just, he's a good player. He's a veteran guy. I don't know why you wouldn't want to get him on the court a little more often. Now, a funny, funny enough, former teammate of Luther Muhammad at Ohio State, both of them transferred to Arizona State. I don't think they came together. I'm double checking right now. They did come together, actually. That's pretty cool. So, uh, but Muhammad also in his senior year was a pretty, pretty important factor for Arizona State last year as well. Averaged just over five points a game, 19.2 minutes, uh, was shooting his three points really not that great. He was only shooting 19.3% from deep. Uh, he was shooting 31.2% from the field. So not a terrible player, certainly not like this game-breaking player that you would see on other teams. Uh, He was an 82.8% free throw shooter, so not bad. But I'm definitely expecting these two guys especially to step into pretty large roles for Arizona State this year. I really see their minutes only going up a little bit more, especially for Alonzo Gaffney's sake, where he does feel like a pretty good defender compared to the rest of what they've got. One of the guys who is so intriguing to me will be Enoch Bache. Bache going into his true sophomore year now. Uh, if I remember correctly, he had reclassified so that he could come to the program 
earlier than what he was supposed to. And it's just Arizona State doesn't like exclusively love the center position the way that other teams do. They definitely run a lot more like three guards and two forwards than anything else. And Bache is built like a center. He's six foot 10, 240 pounds, can probably continue to add some more weight to his frame too. But I'm excited to see what Arizona State wants to do with him moving forward because we really did not get to see that much out of him this year. He was playing on average 12.4 points per game. He was only uh, shooting 1.7 shots a game. Uh, No three-point attempts last year. He was just... They didn't use him. And it's not the worst thing in the world when you're trying to develop a big man like Bache is. But... I am, I'm very, very intrigued to see if you can take that next step with this giant Greek God built individual and see if you can turn him into this dominating inside presence. See if you can turn him into a rebound machine and just get everything you can out of him underneath the rim. I think that he can be a very powerful guy if they allow him to be that guy. I'm very excited to see what is planned for Enoch Bache this year. Hopefully there is some kind of established plan for him. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at BetOnline before we continue. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now at BetOnline, where the game starts. Back into it. The podcast is free and available on all platforms. The second thing that has me pretty excited this year There are a slew of transfers that are coming in. Three main names to monitor. Frankie Collins, coming from Michigan. Desmond Cambridge, coming from Nevada. And Devin Cambridge, coming from Auburn. Looking at Frankie Collins first, uh, he was with Michigan a year ago, just did not get a ton of opportunities. He was averaging 11 minutes a night. Uh, He only had one start on the year. He shot 42.7% of his field goals, just 167 of his three points, but he also just was not getting a ton of opportunity. He was averaging 2.8 points a game. He's definitely coming to Arizona State with the hope that he's going to get more involved. And here's the thing. Like, I love those five guys we just talked about. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to mix in the rest of these guys, especially because, like, when we talked about uh, Gaffney and Muhammad, they're not necessarily dominant shooters. They're very good role players, and I do want to see them get involved, but I would also like to see what Frankie Collins can get for you, right? Especially since he's a sophomore, and uh, uh, Gaffney and Muhammad are seniors. You want to mix him in just a little bit to see what you got with your youth. Looking at the other two transfers, though, Desmond Cambridge and Devin Cambridge, yes, they are brothers. Devin comes from Auburn. You can actually go back a couple months ago when he transferred. I had a host of Locked on Auburn 
Zach Blackerby stopped by and talk about Devin Cambridge with me. So you guys will have to check that out and get in touch with everything that you need to know about Devin as he comes to this program. And he, 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 he had a decent amount of time last year on the court. He was averaging 19.6 minutes per game. Uh, but he wasn't anything terrific in the scoring department. He was 5.3 points per game, uh, only shot 22.1% on his three points, but a pretty, pretty solid 40.2% on his field goals everywhere else. But the thing that was described to me by Zach when talking about Devin, there are going to be moments where you're yelling and screaming in frustration, and there's going to be moments where you're yelling and screaming in excitement. Every time he makes some play that you feel like you're going to see on SportsCenter, he makes another play that just leaves you with your head scratching. He is just interesting, I guess. I'm excited for him, but I'm also going to leave my expectations just a little bit lower because he, he is a senior, so at this point, he kind of is what he is. But if you can get some good, you know, like, six man kind of time getting him to come in and bring relief to some of your other guys. I'm here for it. Desmond Cambridge, on the other hand, I am incredibly excited for. He is a little bit smaller than his brother in terms of height. He is six, four compared to Devin's six, six, but there's a significant weight difference. Devin is two fifteen, and uh, Desmond is one eighty, and Desmond is a far more effective Shooter. Now, keep in mind, he also is averaging in his four four years as a college athlete, two years at Brown, by the way. So this is a smart kid. You don't just get into Brown University without having it between the ears. So props to you, De uh, Desmond, because I never sniffed Brown. And I'm okay that I never sniffed Brown. But he's played two years at Brown, and he played two years at Nevada. He averaged 30.6 minutes in both those years. He's a career 40.4% shooter for the field and 34.3 from deep, averaging 16.4 points per game. This is a good scorer. This is a guy that you can start. In fact, this is a guy I might anticipate to start this year. If I'm looking, and, and this is something we'll get into, but if I were to just take a look and make my own starters here, I would go Horn and Desmond Cambridge for my guards. Uh, Bagley for one of my forwards. Probably Gaffney for another. Um, Jeez. I think I would probably run three guards and I'd throw in uh, Luther Muhammad there. So Enoch Vache would be a very important role player. I would love to get Frankie Collins out there as much as I can. And I'd be also interested in getting Devin out there. Don't forget, there's also tons and tons of other guys on this team as well. Obviously, everyone knows who uh, uh, Bobby Hurley is, the son of the head coach. Uh, Jemiah Neal will be very intriguing to keep an eye on this year. Uh, there, there's tons of super interesting guys. Austin Ronzone will be a guy to keep an eye on. This is a fun roster. It's just... It, it's Arizona State. So I, I don't know if I should expect to finally make the bracket or if I should expect the team is underwhelmed. But back to my point with uh, De or, uh, Desmond Cambridge, I expect him to be one of the starters this year. 
He's a very good shooter. He's good ball handler. I feel like he's just one of the smarter players on this team right now. And I'm not just talking about intelligence because, again, you don't go to Brown without being like very intellectually smart. But I also think that he could be a guy who could help run the court for the team. So I'm, I, I really like Bagley. I really like uh, Horn to potentially be those guys. But Cambridge comes in, and I almost look at him like that's who I want running the court for me right now. It'll be interesting to see whether or not that ends up happening. But let's hop into one more break before I get into the last thing I want to keep an eye out for this year. Let me talk to you guys, though, about our really, really good friends over at My Solar Nerd. So if you guys live in the sunny state, Arizona, just like I do, it is very likely You've had people coming by and offering you, quote unquote, free solar. The truth is that many of these companies aren't local. And because of that, they're using misleading tactics and end up overcharging homeowners. If you've considered solar, but something fell off, then you're going to love MySolarNerd. MySolarNerd's mission is simple. Help you get the best solar system to fit your needs. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that an educated customer is a happy customer. Their no pressure approach will make sure all your questions get answered. They firmly believe that when you live in AZ, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put their industry knowledge to work for you by choosing the best equipment, warranties, and BBB accredited installer. They'll also help you figure out all the credits and incentives you may qualify for, and they'll make sure that your transition to solar is as smooth as possible by managing the entire project for you and keeping you updated along the way. Our listeners will get a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no commitment evaluation. This promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners. Visit mysolarnerd.com and select locked on in their how did you hear about us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start your research project by visiting mysolarnerd.com today and show locked on some love by letting them know we sent you. Folks, Going solar doesn't need to be complicated. MySolarNerd.com makes it easy. Even though we are in the thick of football season, basketball season is around the corner, and no one has got you covered for basketball season better than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Make sure that you're making that your second listen of the day right after Locked On Sun Levels as my best friend, co or uh, not co-host, uh, number one friend of the podcast, Spencer McLaughlin breaks down the Conference of Champions for you in 30 minutes or less. It's not just football, it's basketball too. So for all you sports nerds on both sides of the court, make sure you check out Locked On Pac-12. The final thing I'm interested in, and this is probably going to be the biggest storyline for Arizona State basketball this year. It's also going to be one of the bigger storylines in the Pac-12 this year. Not even because... Arizona State is this dominant basketball team. We all know we're not. But this is make or break for Bobby Hurley. There is, there is no in-betweens for him this year. He has to win because if he does not win, he's probably out of here. In his time with Arizona State, he has 160 wins to 120 losses, so it's a 57.1%. Win percentage, oh, just kidding. That's for his entire career. That includes his time at Buffalo. 
Uh, at Arizona State, he's 118 and 100. So still over 500, 54.1%. However, he's under 500 in conference play, and he only has three winning seasons and only one actual appearance in the bracket. They went to the first four in the 2017-2018 year, but they did not make the bracket. They were bounced out. 2018-2019, they made it to the opening round and were bounced. Uh, 2019 and 2020, the pre or the postseason was not held, which is a bummer because they went 20 and 11 that year. It was one of their better years under Hurley. Uh, these past two years have been pretty stressful. 2021-2022 was especially frustrating because Arizona State was just going through the ups and downs, man. It just, it, it felt like they were such a bad team at one point. And then all of a sudden, they started getting hot. And they started playing really good basketball. And you were sitting there like, maybe this team can turn it around. Maybe maybe we shouldn't count out the Arizona State Sun Devils so fast. They were pulling off some pretty good wins. They had a really, really nice win over Oregon last year. It was a really, really good, good, uh, good year for Arizona State. It had us thinking that, who knows, maybe we'll be able to catch some lightning in a bottle here. And we'll be able to make something interesting happen. And it just wasn't the case. You know, they weren't able to pull out the wins that mattered most. Uh, U of A took them down both times and we wanted to put up a fight. We just couldn't. Uh, Washington handled us pretty well. And like I said, you, you had a big win at home versus Oregon. You also went to Eugene and beat them pretty convincingly as well. Uh, there, there were some decent wins hidden in there, but there were also some really frustrating wins. Like uh, UCLA just smacked you 66-52 last year. Uh, it, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I look at this, I look at this season. And it just has me thinking so much of like what could have been because that first opening round 70 to 71, if I'm not mistaken, I believe there was a buzzer beater in that game, but just so frustrating. And it just completely sunk the morale that this team had been trying to put together and it fell flat and that falls on Bobby Hurley, right, wrong, or indifferent. Okay. He's been the head coach of this team for how many years, right? And Arizona state has had three competitive seasons with him. Other than that, they've been Arizona state. They are not a, they're not a great basketball team. They're not a bad basketball team, but here's where we're at with Arizona State basketball. I remember talking to my dad earlier uh, this year, probably like March, April-ish, and I had asked him, I said, at one point, do you need to consider firing Bobby Hurley? And he said, I don't mind Hurley. And I said, why? And he said, because he's good enough. That is the bar at Arizona State right now. He's good enough. I'm not saying we're going to be U of A. I'm not saying we're going to be Kansas. Okay. You need to be better than what you are. You are a power five program. You're one of the largest colleges in the nation. You've never been a basketball school. No one's expecting you to suddenly become a basketball school, but there's no reason you shouldn't make the bracket consistently. You have not made the bracket since the 2018-2019 season. That's four seasons ago. 
you cannot miss again. You miss again? I'm sorry, Bobby. Pack your bags and go. We can't continue to settle for this kind of mediocrity that Arizona State basketball has put together during the time that Bobby Hurley has been here. His best finish was second. That was the year they actually made the bracket. The other year, uh, that 2019-2020, uh, when there was no postseason because of COVID, they finished third. Other than that, they have two eighth, three eighth place finishes, one ninth place, and one 11th place finish. That's terrible. That is completely unacceptable, regardless of your standard for Arizona State basketball. Okay? Take your opinion. Realize that Arizona State basketball isn't great, but also realize that we need to be better than what we are. There's no reason we can't make the bracket, okay? There's no reason I shouldn't be able to sit down during the round of 64 and hope that Arizona State can get some kind of miracle buzzer beater that March Madness has for us every single year. I want that. I want that bad. If Bobby Hurley can't do it, gone. And don't get me wrong, I don't know who you're replacing him with, but quite frankly, call Todd Graham. I feel like that's where we're at with the basketball program. And that's all I got for you today on this first edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast for basketball for this upcoming season. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, there will still be plenty of football content because we're in the thick of the season, but definitely start expecting some more basketball content with the tip-off less than a month away now. In the meantime, though, hit like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Turn on notifications and you'll get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. Stay in touch with everything going on with Arizona State, Sun Devils, football, and basketball by subscribing to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. I'm Richie Bradshaw. You can find me on Twitter at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Till next time, you keep it locked right here on Lockdown Sun Devils.